0: The other kind of radio kind
1: of the other kind of radio top radio. The other kind of radio radio. The other kind, of radio. The other kind of radio. Hey, 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 Ooh, that was a little loud. Sorry, folks. That was a little loud for you there. Let me let me calm down. Hey, it's Jeff. It's The Other Kind Radio. We're back recording, giving you more content for your podcast pleasure. We hope everything went uh, well this past week. Hope we had a, a good week, uh, a very uh, successful, uh, uh, valuable. Hope everything went well. You had good sales. I hope uh, the restaurant you went to had the burger with the stuff on it or the pizza with the thing in it that you wanted because that's what we want for our kind listeners is the best of everything. So um, not a lot to recap or anything this week uh, (laughs) other than Todd's been completely uh, rubbing it in that he beat me on the uh, Todd versus Jeff name that flick Contest, which I still think might have been rigged. But here to defend himself, let me see if I can get him tuned in here. Let's see. Uh... He says he's in Dallas or thereabouts. Todd, can you hear me? Are you reading me?
2: Come in. Yes. T- oh, Ye- Ye- Jeff, I'm here, <laughs> but. I'm talking to the fake news about the rigging of the contest. <laughs> the, the fake media has completely distorted this. I did nothing more than research what... I'm sorry. No, what I did was I did nothing more than know you what did. you were talking about.
1: Yes. No, you didn't. You didn't rig. it. You did a good job. It was. Uh, uh, I'll I, get I it. had a
2: couple of lucky guesses. I admit that. Even as I was getting coffee this morning, I thought... I swear to God, twice in there, I think I nailed like the year by splitting the difference between something.
1: You did, and you did it well. No, no, all kidding aside, uh, a lot of fun uh, to record that with you. Um, I think we're going to do it again. I think we might do it with some music. Um, We have some some replies from some people that listen, so uh, we'll get into that uh, maybe on the next show because today um, we are going to get this knocked out. Uh, we both have things to do, but we wanted to bring on all the kind listeners and kind of talk a little bit about music because we do so much. Uh, we do so much with film that we don't want to just uh, do film all the time. So uh, Todd and I are both uh, very interested in in music, and, and Todd has been a drummer most of his life and uh, been in bands. I took piano for a number of years and wrote music for a few, so um, music's always had a, a, a special place in, in my heart and I think in Todd's heart as well, so we're going to kind of explore some songs that uh, have really uh, had an influence or affected part of our, our lives, uh, as I'm sure we all have, some songs that when we hear um, bring up certain memories or feelings. Uh, before we get into that, it's, it's my favorite part of the show. Um, oh darn! You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to ask Todd. Todd, how are you doing? I mm. figured as much. That's why I didn't. Try. <laughs> That's why I didn't take a drink.
2: Uh, you know what, Jeff? It, it's been a great week. Uh, it's uh, it's one of those weeks where it has been nonstop going somewhere every time I turned around, but. The great thing about the week is I end up here with you and I get to pick on you and not let you take drinks. But did you see what I did there? Okay. Now this time I actually told the story of what happened to me. And I think you probably finished your coffee in the amount of time I talked.
1: <laughs> Good job. Good job. Thank you. Good
2: job. Okay, so um let's let's
1: get right into Todd. I can't speak. Todd's take on. What's Todd taking on this week?
2: I am taking on the Sci-Fi Network show, The Expanse. The Expanse is a sci-fi show, not just sci-fi network, but it's a science fiction show that Jeff's going to love this comparison, but a lot of people have compared to ER. Game of Thrones. Oh. ER, yes. (laughs) It gets compared to Game of Thrones simply because it's an an incredibly expansive uh, universe. It tells the story of essentially Earth going to uh, war with Mars and a few other factions all split up done very well especially on a network like sci-fi you wouldn't think that now the, i'm gonna do the oddest thing in the world and call out one part <laughs> of the show that is so jaw-dropping and that's the sets oh i i watch something like this and and you know when you see spaceships you often expect this very flat approach you think of uh, star trek how many times have you just seen them perusing the hallways having and se- look- having sex what sets we're oh, going oh. the sets God, idiot, idiot i am so sorry i was like oh well let's see where he goes with the- <laughs> no no the sets s-e-t-s gotcha. so what kills yeah. me is you you watch a show like star trek and, and they'll walk the hallways and it looks more like a luxury liner right thing they actually build these sets that look like the inside of some kind of tanker Then what floored me, I was watching an episode today, and they will build these things on actual multiple levels and characters will get in an elevator and it'll all be one shot. They ride the elevator and as they go by, you see the next floor, there's a glass window, there are people participating, they go up and they're out. And it's not just put in there, you know, replacing through computers. Whoever's building the sets for this, that alone is worth watching this show. Um, so when you describe it that way
1: and I've watched a few episodes, but it's, it's been a while. So I'm kind of, uh, I've, uh, undocked from that particular show, but one show that I thought did a good job of, and I I would, I'm wondering your, uh, whether this is a fair comparison or not would be, um, Serenity.
2: Yeah. I I think they've got that same kind of lived in feel. Okay. It does not, it doesn't feel all polished and sci-fi. It just feels like this is a future setting. It's pretty damn cool.
1: And that's available on Sci-Fi called The Expanse. How many? If somebody, if one of our kind listeners have not heard of this show, uh, how far back? Are, how many seasons are they going to have to to uh, blow through before uh, they'll be up to date?
2: You know, you asked that, and I, I want to say, and I'm going to be fair, and I'm going to actually search this quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to say that it's this, we just started the third season. Uh, um, While you're checking that out, I'll just reset. You're listening to The Other Kind
1: Radio. My name is Jeff. Todd's uh, on the other end down there in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. And uh, we're doing a music show today, but right now Todd's looking up how many seasons. Yes. Has- Three
2: seasons. We just began the third season. You can find all the content online uh, through your favorite streaming services. And I really do think it's well worth it. And I think if you like <clears> that kind of thing like Game of Thrones where there are a ton of characters and you can feel that they're all kind of doing things, blah, blah, blah. Then, it's a fun show to watch.
1: Um How long are the shows?
2: Uh, Forty-four minutes, typical hour okay. network time show. So a
1: little bit of a commitment. Pretty easy to digest, though.
2: I think so. Okay. You know, it's it's one of those that you do have to pay attention because they will all of a sudden talk about something. There's a thing on there called the proto molecule, and you keep hearing it, oh and boy. it is this kind of important thing. But it's sort of like at the same time you watch star Wars and the force is important. You have to understand it, but then you can kind of let go of it.
1: Oh, okay. All right. got you there. And, um, any, any noted, uh, actors or actress, I know I shouldn't say actresses, any actors or directors that we should, uh, be aware of that are making this happen.
2: You know, um, there will be people that you've seen, but Thomas Jane is in the first two seasons, I believe. And, and is easily probably one of the most recognizable people. Um, this is guy that was in Deep Blue Sea, he was in the 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 screen incarnation of the Mist. Oh, okay. so he's a, he's a very good actor, and he surprisingly was the star for the first couple of seasons. And I'm not saying any that he's left, but the story has moved away from him for the moment.
1: Okay, well said. So, kind listeners, check out The Expanse on Sci-Fi, and you know. Get through those first two seasons, and then uh, you'll be right up there with Todd. You guys will be watching the same show at the same time. Ooh. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, that's Todd's take on. Thank you, Todd. We'll move on to Jeff's Judgment On. And I'm really excited about this week. Uh, there's something that is, uh, man, I've come across. that's just blowing my mind. And, I, and I, I figured I've been wondering whether or not I should bring it up on the show. But that is the game God of War uh no i'm kidding
2: (laughs) (laughs) i tried not to laugh when you did it i kept telling myself don't laugh
1: oh boy um so uh it's not god of war uh but i want to talk a little bit about fortnite um which is Mm -hmm. available on all the major platforms and even mobile now Uh, are you familiar with this game at all
2: uh my like third cousin was playing it one day and that's about my extent of my exposure
1: so an interesting new genre if you will and i know some some kind listeners that game out there will be like well it's it's not really new it's been out there for a while but it's the battle royale type of experience when it comes to gaming uh we've all all played uh call of duty and and uh you know other first person shooters where you have multiplayer uh capability but the thing that fortnite did and PUBG's uh, Battlegrounds, uh, or Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, is um, it basically s- throws a hundred people into an environment, and then it's you know battle till there's one person standing, or duo or team. So um, <clears throat> it started out first thing that kind of hit. Uh, there there are a couple of games. I don't want to get into the whole history, but basically. Um, After DayZ came out and was played, then uh, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds came out, and then Fortnite was launched after that. Now, these games, the interesting thing about all these games is they're free. You don't have to pay for them. So, um, or initially you didn't. And then it was kind of just neck and neck between PUBG and Fortnite. And Fortnite's development team, I think... uh, had a better strategy and they really started, they have a really tight uh, community. They have very open communication with that community and have introduced a lot of interesting uh, takes on weapons and other things. Like one of the, one, so you, of course, oh, and I forgot to mention everybody. So the thing about this battle royale is you start in a and in, in the air in, in Fortnite it's a bus, in PUBG it's a plane. And then you pick where, where you wanna jump out and skydive too. So you can go to any part of the map you want to. Um, then you land and you have no weapons. Uh, so you have to go and loot and get better and better weapons to protect yourself and take others out. And so Fortnite uh, started messing around with some things and one of the things they added that was kind of neat was this it was a one of the things you could loot and find was a bush. <laughs> So you would put that on and you would look like a bush, but then you could run around to different places and whatnot. So Mm. it fits many different fighting styles. If you're a running gun in the thick of it, you know, have that capability of being able to um, take a lot of people out or take a lot of people on at once, you can play that style. Or if you're like me, old man, I go land where nobody else is and then I kind of just run around and get what I can and then, you know, usually die fairly quickly. Um, But uh uh, the reason why I brought it up on Jeff Judgment, I I think they're doing a good job. I think that um, this genre is really going to change some aspects of um, what games are turned out. Because again, you talk about Call of Duty, and you know, people are like, "Well, what's the difference?" Well, Call of Duty, you know, you you level up, you get weapons or you buy weapons, and then you start the game with that weapon. This everybody starts out with nothing, and then it's a race to try and get the best weapons to win on the map. Uh, The other big thing that uh, Fortnite does is building. So while you're looting and picking up guns, you're also getting materials. Uh, You have this pickaxe, and you can walk up to a tree and whack at it, and you'll get logs from it. And then you can build forts and bridges and barricades and all kinds of stuff. So that's another aspect where my old age is, is not helping me. And that these you know used to be you see a, see a target and start shooting at it. Well, now that target can throw up a brick wall, and build a staircase and get higher than you, and then you know start shooting back. So it's a it's a comp it's a complex game. Uh, it is fun to play, uh, and I think that what they've done uh, with that with that team um, has really put something together that we'll, we'll start to see some other uh, AAA. Uh, Studios kind of borrow from that. I I'm I'd even be bold enough to say that I think the next Call of Duty is going to be quite different as Mm. as they're seeing the popularity because there's millions of people that are playing this right now. So Fortnite, check it out. It's a fun game. Very interesting. All right, that's Jeff's judgment. Now we're going to get on with the rest of the show, which today's focus is music. So, Todd, I mentioned a little bit at at the at the start of the show can you can you give the kind listeners kind of a rundown as far as when you first got involved in music playing music
2: so as much as we go on and on about my background knowing film i music was the true passion that guided me forever i started when i was seven um taking piano lessons i was never very good at the lesson and the practicing part and my mom tells the story that she would be tortured by the experience of taking me to recitals because i wouldn't practice but then i'd get on stage and i would (laughs) nail it and the teacher told her he's playing by ear so he has something you need to find him an instrument he would play long story short i picked drums drums has you know it it drove me through school it was initially what i studied in college so i've loved music pretty much all my life i i can't help but tap on things rhythms in my head right but as i went along and it's going to kind of show them what song I picked for today. I've loved singer songwriters. I love people that much like a movie, tell a story. They set a scene, they they have something to say, and they're going to say it just not in the, the typical stereotypical blah, blah, blah way. So right. music is as important to me as movies are. I really have to say that it's just not a lot of people, you know, when it comes to this podcast, think of that.
1: Right. Right. And, and we've mentioned before on the show that you're in a couple bands. Um, What's, what's the one I went and saw while I was in Dallas? City Folk. City Folk. I don't, I don't know why I want to keep calling you different. City Folk, and then and then you've got some other stuff you're going. So, you, you know, you you and I have a similar background in how things started out. I uh, <clears throat> started out on the piano um, and played it and took lessons for a long time and did recitals and stuff like that. Then got pretty heavy into theory uh, and competed Um you know, at, at uh, some theory comp- competitions and stuff like that. And I had this I had this great piano teacher when we lived in El Paso. Her name was Mrs. Cluck, and she had two full-size grand pianos um, in her uh, living room and was able to start writing from from listening. so she would play a song and we would write the sheet music. And then in typical uh, adolescent phase, we moved. Uh, up here to Omaha, and if I could get away with it, just like you, I wouldn't practice, and then I'd go to my teacher, uh, my lesson, and then play whatever they had signed well enough to fool them into thinking I had practiced. So my 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 music skills uh, declined quickly, of course, because if you don't put in the work, um, uh, <clears throat> then you know you're not going to continue to uh, uh, increase your, your skill level. Uh, I have been in one band. It was uh, when uh, we were living at El Paso. Um, the, band, the band name was "You're in Trouble." Um, like you, oh like you, you are in trouble.
2: <laughs> not, not like you had a urinary tract infection. You're in trouble. But, but. we,
1: but we liked it because um, it sounded like you're in trouble. I'd um, like that too. I played keyboards. This band never performed, but we had one song that we practiced, and that was, um, uh, man, it's an old one. It, uh, uh that doesn't actually have uh, any um, lyrics. In fact, you you might want to help me with this. It's a it's a song that they, it's not Wooly Bully. Is
2: it? That's wo- what I was going to say. Was it
1: Wooly Bully? Maybe it was. Wipe out. Maybe it was it was wipeout. Maybe that's what it was. Anyway, the one
2: with the drum solo in it, basically. Yes.
1: Okay. Um, Which we our drummer couldn't play. (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! So so we had a lot of challenges, and that's uh, why you know then then we just decided that we weren't going to go through the like the huge success and the drugs and the women and the sex and everything, and we just call it quits uh before it was even... a
2: preemptive strike you know what hey we're too virtuous for this we're not going to give into it we're going to save ourselves
1: right right we're going to we're going to decrease our carbon footprint and just not do it at all um i did uh, did you ever play in in high school band
2: i did i was a uh, drum corps was my big thing i played an orchestra too my senior See. year i was the captain of the drum corps and thought i was just Mr. High and Mighty when I, the truth uh... is it just meant that i Sucked a little less than everybody else. I
1: wanted to be in the drum corps. Do, do, oh, do, that was me. And, you know, that, all that stuff was super cool. Yeah. But I made one one fatal mistake. One fatal mistake. What's that? And that was I could read sheet music. Oh. So well, guess guess where that put me?
2: Well, the, any number of things. Where did you? What did you play?
1: Well, it was still a percussion instrument.
2: Oh, do you play the the mallets?
1: Think about think about a yes. Think about an instrument that that girls have. There's like negative ten, and then there's negative a million interest of ever dating or being seen publicly with somebody that plays the bells.
2: You, I was about to say you that played xylophone, yeah. bells, marimba.
1: No, yeah, we didn't have a, a marimba, but we had we had wood and we had mallets, and then we had me. And man, the drum guys were so cool, you know, because they like drummed and stuff. And then after practice, was like, Oh, i was like, You guys wanna hang out and play bells? And they'd be like, No, nah, that's cool. We're gonna
2: <laughs> We're gonna hey, we're gonna hey. go hang out with our girlfriends. And, and go, of course then when you try to join bands subsequent to that, I'm um, hey, do you guys need a Glock and spill player in the band?
1: <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. Sit in? how many years experience do you have on the
1: guitar? Zero. How about the drums? Zero. How about bells? Eh, about four. <laughs> so um, I and we moved uh, in that particular, and then I, you know, started hearing things, rumors of things like five a.m. practice and stuff like that. And adolescent yeah. Jeff said, "I'm good. I'm good. I'll just, I'll just be."
0: All by myself.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> that was my musical career. So. But music has always been a very big part of a life, even when we were living uh, in the mountains of New Mexico without running water, electricity. That's a story for another podcast. Pop uh, had car batteries and solar cells and stuff like this. So this is back in the you know late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. um, and he would everything was music. Everything was uh, Rolling Stones. Everything was Bruce Springsteen. Everything was uh, Frank Zappa. Uh, talking heads and so a lot of different type of music and some stuff that I liked some stuff I didn't like I think that the closest my father ever came to driving me somewhere and then like dropping me off and driving away is when I used to do my Bob Dylan uh, imitation which I thought was really really good Um, (laughs) but could tell it visibly shook him whenever I would do it
2: if I've never mentioned before, I love your pop because, I mean, the, he everything you're mentioning, there are all the things that I love in music. And, and my dad introduced me to a lot of great things and sure. as a tangential thing. You know this. I love musicals. My dad gave me that. I, I look at the construction of those songs. I'm just in awe of them. But my dad, instead, it would be, oh, he, at this time, he's, you know, before he became a doctor, but in those those formative years, he was actually an English teacher and he'd go, oh my students gave me this album and i can't stand it When right. it was bob dylan i was like oh, oh. <laughs> or you oh, uh, simon and garfunkel are just trying so hard here and i'm like oh so everything your dad was pushing on you my dad was throwing away in my direction
1: so this is so funny because we we truly are brothers uh, in yeah. a lot of ways but, but but mine was different my dad would be like you know you hear that like, Tom Waits used to scare the absolute bejesus out of me. because I think
2: that's 85% of the population is scared by Tom.
1: You know, and I'm just like, <laughs> what is wrong with him? Is he going to, please, let's get this guy some help. I mean, we just did Hands Across America, Let's, for the love of God. But then my experience was different, so I got to hear all that. You know, he would play all that music, and, and I got along with most of it. But then one day, I was searching through his tapes. Yes, this is back in the tape time of tapes, y'all. And there was an unopened cassette and I took it out and I looked at it and it had this like really cool art kind of space thing on it. And the band's name was Journey. And I was right. like, Pop. Now, of course, I'm remembering this and maybe he'll come on and correct. Me, but I remember saying, Pop, what's up with this? And he's like, "Uh, oh, yeah, no. So I, I said, well, can I listen to it? And he was like, yeah, whatever. And I went, and I came back, and I was like, that music is awesome. And that's when my dad, <laughs> I could just see, he's like, God, I raised him on such good music, and he wants to listen to Journey. I loved Journey. I loved Michael Jackson. You know, all that stuff, that bubblegum pop kind of stuff that my dad was, I don't know if he was a music snob or not, but was not cool. Um, on trips, I, let's just put it this way, I didn't get to pick a lot of what we listened to.
2: I, I understand that, and I want to. I want to at least try to bring your pop around. And, and he, like you said, he may come on here and say, "No, I love Journey," but if Journey, if for no other reason that you listen to is in that classic era, Steve Smith, the drummer, who left and is actually now back with the band, right? Um, he is classically trained jazz drummer and oh, is wow. phenomenal. You listen to "Don't Stop Believing." Most drummers, and I'm going to do my best to sing a drum part. Okay, you know that's "Don't Stop." It would be boom, boom but not steve smith it's more of a little bit of a samba beat it's boom and if you listen to that it really is and you listen and it's this anthem with a jazzy beat behind it he anything that you may not appreciate about them when you listen just from the drummer's point of view they suddenly become quite a bit more interesting
1: all right well let's let's hear I've, i've got it right here let's see uh let me see if I yeah, can go to the
2: chorus, and you'll hear it. What he does is he he rides around the toms, and then he'll hit the, the bell on the ride symbol as an opera.
1: And I know how to play this on the piano. You do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the bells. Nobody ever asked for it on the bells. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me see if I can get
2: where...
3: Are they can share the night. It goes on and
2: on and on. Shall we build?
1: Not this part, though, right? Boom, boom, boom. Oh, the part I'm talking over. Boom, boom, boom. Got it. Cool.
2: Ah. Everybody else would be playing, so I'm going to try and get the beat and sing along with them. Wow. They'd be playing. And he's not.
1: Yes, he's throwing in a nice little... I've never noticed that before. I like talking and, music with, with music with music Todd.
2: Well, and then when you get to the end, that's where he even gets in. You know, it's really, it it sounds when I say this, it sounds complicated. It's not. It's 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 akin to a samba beat, and then he'll hit the bell of the cymbal. So it's boom, 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 at the end, and it's very cool.
1: Very at the end,
2: Uh, it's in it's towards the end part of it after the guitar solo. I think is where you'll start hearing the bell of the cymbal in there. There it is.
1: Huh. Okay. Well, shoot, man. This is this is gone. <laughs> we're, well, every time I'm like this will be a quick show. We'll we'll move on to what we're going to do. We'll definitely come back and have more music talk cuz this this is cool. This is cool stuff. I didn't know we had so much in common when it when it came to it. And it, and it really I was I to say
2: all the things we've talked about and we'll talk about things we like yeah. musically, but we've never talked about that shared experience that's so closely tied And I, I because I agree. Brothers it, separated somewhere along the way.
1: Right. And I mean it's just like I just remember like my dad Just like you know, Michael Jackson, you know he just yeah. And of course, once the kids' stuff came out, it didn't help my case at all. But anyway,
2: (laughs) yeah, that didn't help. Back
1: back in the days of Thriller, I remembered that was my guilty pleasure, was Mm -hmm. listening to that music, and I understood that the music that he was listening to was Zappa and Dylan. that, That was an artistry, you know, beyond. Um, in in some some people's opinion, you know, a higher level of music, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I just remember Pyt. Yeah, um, that song. Um, I mean, it—the beginning of it. I'm 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 talking slow because I'm finding it right here, right here is just amazing to me. With the guitar. Oh yeah. I mean, and then you get the little little keyboard action, and then the drums here. We used to push girls on the swings in sixth grade, and that's what the song we play, you know, and not but, not meaning it dirty. But
2: yeah. So then to break down this song again, why is that song? It, yes, it's partial Michael Jackson's greatness, but you got the amazing greatness of Quincy Jones producing so much of that catalog of that part of michael jackson's life and that's another jazz person yes so you listen to those arrangements and they're just insanely good
1: and 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 i'll have you know when i learned that when jeff mm-hmm. you actually learned that quincy jones the great quincy jones was involved mm-hmm. yeah i ran into the room that he was in with that big trophy on my shoulder and said <laughs> ha he's not a hack but uh, anyway, okay, so let's get into what we're going to talk today. Um, so we've each selected songs, and we're going to listen to it a little bit. You tell me when you want to stop. I'll tell you if there's something I hear. Um, and and uh, we'll just share some music with you guys kind of talk through it because uh, I think we've got a lot uh, to discuss. So tell me what you've brought to the table today.
2: So I brought to the table a track by one of my favorite artists, Jason Isbell, a guy from Alabama who was in a band called Drive-By Truckers for years, He was expelled for his drinking habits, has since gone very sober, and that's actually a huge part of of what he's written in in his catalog of music, but this track is off of his most recent album, The Nashville Sound, and it's called If We Were Vampires, and here's why I chose it. Like I said, I love singer-songwriters, but what I love the most is when people can find interesting ways to say something that's been said a thousand times, and in this one... Uh, He never hides the fact that his wife is his, uh, she sings harmony and she plays fiddles in his band and he will write for her, but he, he is like me in this. He hates typical love songs. He hates when simply someone says, Ooh, baby, I love your way. Oh my God. That to me is fingernails on a chalkboard. Find an interesting way. So what he does in this song is he finds a way to deconstruct the love song listen to the very first and he'll actually say it's all the things these are not the things that you are but then he finds a way to metaphorically bring it about and say this is what's important in life so there and, you go and if this is we one of the songs cars.
1: that was on the twilight series right
2: no it was not on oh, the twilight series thought, smart okay, ass right. <laughs> it did it did win a uh grammy this year for oh. the best americana song
1: oh americana
2: and, and, you know, this is, you were talking about Michael Jackson. I I think that so many of the Michael Jackson songs, what well, will show the greatness of them is when somebody can cover it and do it different. Like if you've never heard Chris Cornell's version of Billie Jean. Amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But,
2: but with a song like this, I don't know that anybody can change mm. this because I, I really do. And I took friends to see him recently and even a friend who did, wasn't a fan, he's like, that may be the most amazing song I've ever heard. Whoa. This just sounds like, this has to be this guy's statement
1: okay all right so here we go um it's jason Isabel and in the 400 unit if we were vampires um available all around to purchase and uh please do if you enjoy so here we go we'll, we'll start the song out and then just let me know if you need me to stop it here we go go okay i know that's a guitar <laughs>
2: So immediately setting the quiet tone.
1: Yeah, I'm not seeing like... It's not
0: the long flowing dress that you're in Or the light coming off of your skin The fragile heart you are protected for so long for the mercy and your sense of right
2: So once again, everything that it's not about her Start
0: your hands searching slow in the dark your names, love is it's not the way you talk me off
1: the roof. that chord that chord progression is striking me as something that's familiar from from I don't know if it's a genre of music um but the da, 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 da. It, um, it's
2: nothing unique i i I've taken a guess that's probably a very typical structure of a one four five one to an extent oh okay
1: there, yeah, Which that's, it, that's what for I was. Those thinking.
2: that don't know, the chordal structure of almost every pop song is just going to be that one four five one type thing, so it has a resolution, so it comes back.
1: There we go. A little uh, little method behind the madness. The other comment I want to make before we continue listening is, um, I do like while the, the melody is something that is is sounds familiar to me. He uh-huh. uh, he isn't, um, and I'm going to just make up a term here, and you can help me define it. He isn't over singing. A lot of the current pop artists kind of always sound like they're forcing or maybe maybe they've stubbed their toe or jammed their finger in a door this is very mellow this is very clear it's easy to hear and, I, and i'm enjoying it so far
2: yeah isbel is one of those people he does ha- he's, he's very much the tenor voice which is not something you expect to hear a lot of time in right. country type americana and he can belt when he needs to hit a note he'll do it but he is very respectful of the words he writes he's a fantastic guitarist but You'll see in this again, he's painting this lovely picture of all the things that it's not. And then we're about to get the chorus. So if you can okay. go back just a few seconds to get us back into yep. it, we're almost to the chorus.
1: I will do
0: that. It's slow in the dark, know your nails be in love is water. More, it's not the way you talk me off the roof. Your questions like directions to the truth. Knowing that this can't go on forever Likely one of us Will have to spend some days alone Maybe we'll get 40 years together one day I'll be gone One day you'll be gone
2: if Okay, stop hand- Wow So, I mean How many times have you ever heard someone say I love you in the fact that I don't know how much longer I get you, but I, it, whatever we get is what I want. Right. I mean, when I heard that, in fact, I even get chills thinking about it now because it's, as somebody and Jeff, you've, you've tried to write songs. You try to find a way to evoke a response that's unique. Right. And you're, and now you're going to hear him metaphorically is where the, the, the title comes from. And he's even going to draw this grand illusion of all the things that they can't be that points out what they are to each other. They are so essential that, it's not going to go on forever but it's what they are it, that to me is that's saying i love you in such a deeper way than simply coming out and writing another Celine Dion song right right right
1: um the other thing the, the other thing before we continue on a little bit uh that i enjoyed about it was the moment and the lyrics uh when the uh, female voice came in as well uh cuz cuz and first that's thing, his wife Amanda yes. Shires oh really oh well mm-hmm. that's convenient um <laughs> because uh, because it was all all of the things that you're not right It's not the way you mm-hmm. talk me off the roof. I like that phrase that's that's your that's questions great.
2: like directions to the truth which even in that, you know wow that, that's such a lovely sentiment to get your questions are right. like directions to the truth you and even that's not the essence of everything. it's right. We know that this can't go on forever. so we have to live right now. yes. That's, all right. that's just beautiful sentiment.
1: I'm going to back it up just a little bit so we get a we'll little head uh, little little route out and
2: back into the verse so that we now know where the, this is where I said metaphorically where the title comes right. from. Right. Here we go.
1: One day you'll be
0: gone. If we were vampires and death was a joke. We go out on the sidewalk in the smoke. Nice. Laughing all the lovers. I wouldn't feel the need to hold your hand Maybe time running out is a gift I'll work hard till the end of my shift And give you every second I can find And hope it isn't me who's left behind knowing that this can't go so
2: let's stop right there before that last one yeah 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 so he uses you hear the title and even you know it, i am a there are two artists that I, I love Bruce Springsteen, as Jeff said so many times, but Jason Isbell is really creeping up there as far as people that speak to my soul. And when I saw a track on there, uh, he released this ahead of the album and I saw if we were vampires, I, you know, I had this almost like J- Jason could hear me. I was like, come on, Jason, that's the dumbest title ever. <laughs> when it got to that moment, yeah. if we were vampires and death was but a joke, we'd go out on the sidewalk and smoke We yes. laugh at all the lovers holding hands. I would, I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't, I'm, wouldn't feel the need to hold your hand or right. something like that. Holy crap. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, that's an amazing playfulness in this song that seems so serious, but it, God, you've just stripped it out. Maybe. And then uh, maybe time running out as a yes. gift. I'll work hard till the end of my shift Yeah, give you every second I can find it. Hope that it isn't me who's left behind.
1: Right. So I hope oh I go God. before you do.
2: Yeah, because yeah. I can't stand to, there in that moment. He has said, "I can't stand to live without you." Without saying those words, that's what I ask for in a singer songwriter: find right. a way to say it in a way I've never heard it,
1: or have it play while people stand on the front of a ship.
2: <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> uh, yes. All right, let's get back into it. Here we go.
0: Likely one of us will have to spend some days alone maybe we'll get 40 years together one day i'll be gone one day you'll be
2: gone so now that we can leave it playing here Jeff. Yeah they, yeah they it's basically the two of them she sort of adds in some fiddle in the background and she is a phenomenal musician but to see them play it live on stage and they look in each other's eyes. There's so much passion. It's Aww. just an amazing experience.
1: So were they married before they wrote the song?
2: Yeah, they've been. I'm trying to think. They've been married for quite a few years. They have a, a, a young baby daughter together, probably no more than three years old.
1: A young baby daughter. Uh, yeah. Aren't okay, most babies well, young?
2: Well, you know, <laughs> you just have to blow me up whenever I said to dude that. I
0: appreciate it. Likely one of us will have to spend some days alone. Maybe we'll get 40 years together. One day I'll be gone. One day you'll be gone.
2: So the song, you know, Jeff, when, when Jeff and I talked about this and what songs we were going to pick, there's another of his that speaks to a friend of mine who passed away. Now, I, this is to tie this together. I had another friend when this was coming out and he recently passed away from cancer. So it was like the second or third time I ever listened to the song in the car. It somehow, re- it's one of those songs that can reach beyond the love affair. And it became, I was losing a friend and you you realize that the love that you have anywhere, that all you want is that moment to last. Sorry. And it's, it's just one of those songs to me that that speaks so beautifully to what the human condition is. That all we want is is what I have with you, Jeff. That's that, right. That well, we sit here and we think, Oh my God. Even after all these years of friendship, I'm still discovering things of how similar you are to me. Yeah. And I want those moments to continue. And I I just, it's a beautiful way to express that sentiment
1: in today's, um, pop culture and, and, uh, you know, everything that seems to be an instant success. Um, it is nice to hear a song like that. Maybe I don't surround myself enough with that, but that's great. And that would be a great song to, to, uh, to uh, witness live I think it would be really good um, sometimes it's hard to compress a song like that in a studio because part of it just like the lyrics and what they're talking about I'm sure that song played live meanders a little bit and they have a little fun with it
2: yeah they, they allow themselves to go on and I have to say we my wife and daughter and I are actually in September going this is a bucket list item of mine going to Red Rocks and that's in Colorado. If you Colorado, know outside of Denver, yep. <clears throat> yeah, and a very famous amphitheater carved into the side of a mountain, and we're going to see Jason Isbell. Built there built,
1: um, built by the Aztecs. Um Yeah, the place is built cool. By
2: the, built by the Aztecs. It's not. I was
1: just trying to add a little more. <laughs> I was trying to add a little history channel to it.
2: <laughs> so this is one of the things I know. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff will often throw those little nuggets at you go, really? And he go really? Go, really? Go, really? Look it up, and you're like, oh, right. But then the, just as many times, <laughs> subversely, he'll go, um... That was built by Oompa Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're like, what? So, but, you know, I'm very excited. It, it, It is fantastic. If you don't know Jason Isbell, he's one of those people that he is well worth a listen. If you like that kind of straight ahead Americana, which is today's version of saying it's real country music.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Fantastic. And I, I don't know why I feel necessary to say this. We we, we have played we played the song. Uh, of course, if anybody, uh, part of J- J- Jason, is, is it Jason Isabel? What's his name?
2: Isbel. Isbel. Isbel.
1: If any of that legal team is listening and uh, doesn't like uh, their music being played, just contact us. Let us know. Um, we're uh, doing
2: it to promote your guys. We're doing guy it to promote it. We're doing it good.
1: It. We love it. I'll once again, say it's available on iTunes and any other area. So, uh, you know, I, I do believe in in if there's something that you like, uh, is worth spending that ninety nine cents or buck twenty nine or whatever it is now these days to download right. it. So do that. Well, thank you for bringing that. That was unexpected, and that was really really sweet. I uh I, yeah, I'll have to listen to that again a couple times. I, I so I can get it in my head. All right. Um, well, my song, <laughs> my song, um, is quite a big different um but it's a song that's been out for a while and it's something that uh is in rotation um because of uh its connection to me uh i know that the artist uh who is john mayer has a mix and i don't know what it is currently i know he had some some issues or something happened and i think was he was he not being part of the Me Too, or was he taking advantage of a woman? I can't remember what it is. He,
2: he's had womanizing type ways okay. in his past, and I think that's just come to haunt him. Wow. That. He's
1: a guy in a band that has Bingo. his name on it. I mean, I, okay. Not to make it right. I don't want to no. upset any of the kind of listeners. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's uh, uh, acceptable. I'm just simply saying, okay, that makes sense. Um, but anyway, on his Four Corners album... Oh, excuse me. Now, Four Corners is a brewery, and at this time, we'd <laughs> like to we'd like to remind you that Four Corners Brewery is a friend of uh, friend of uh, Kind Radio, and you should be a friend of Corner Four Corners Brewery. Go down there, grab some beer, say hi to Steve, and uh, don't tell him that uh, I made that uh, that <laughs> that mistake. All right, back to Oofy the show. Uh, yes, uh, room for squares, which is you know kind of like Four Corners. Um, Room for Squ- Squares, I don't know what year it came out. Um, and maybe Todd can Google that real quick. I, I would say it was it was while I was still living in, in Dallas. So uh, I'm going to say 2000, maybe 2007 or 8 is when it came 2001. out. 2001. Oh, yeah, I was close. 2001. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a, this is one of the few albums where I will listen from tip to toe. I like all the tracks on it. One of them uh, struck a chord with me, and it uh, is the one called My Stupid Mouth. And it, uh, as you'll hear as we go through, uh, basically is a song about being on a date and trying to be funny and sticking your foot in your mouth and uh, saying that you're, you're never going to do that again, you know, and then, of course, you know, you do. Um so we'll start out with that. We'll take a little listen here. And then Todd, if you need me to stop or anything, uh yep. just let me know. So here is uh John Mayer, My Stupid Mouth.
3: My stupid mouth has got me in trouble. I said too much again, to a date over dinner yesterday.
1: right there (laughs) that's the hook that got me on this song um my stupid mouth has got me in trouble um uh something i said over dinner on a on a a date um to me again that's what sucked me in uh as far as uh the uh the lyrics or the painting the picture if you will um i like the acoustic guitar i like the use of that And then what's coming up that I don't want to interrupt is what happens after he has said whatever he said. And you're going to hear a reference to uh, her looking out the window and rolling paper uh, in her fingers. Uh, I mean, who hasn't done that when you're at a restaurant and you're bored or whatever and you start, you know, rolling little paper balls. And then uh, the other reference that he's about to make that really, really... Uh, struck a chord, if you will, to overuse that phrase, where he says he plays a short game of chess with the salt and pepper shakers, which, fumbling again, but what a great way to use words to clearly um, paint that picture, I'm going to say it again, uh, of the atmosphere after uh, he said what he said. Was there anything you wanted to add before I start?
2: Uh, All I was going to say is I've heard this song a thousand times, and it's one of those that I've never Disliked, I just never spent any time listening to what he said. And already with that one opening phrase, I was like, wow, there's a song here I didn't know was here. So already I'm intrigued.
1: Cool, cool. All right, well, so we'll play it a little bit more here. Here we go.
3: And I could see she was offended. She said, well, anyway, I'm just dying for a subject change. Oh, it's another social casualty. No filter in my head Oh, what's a boy to do? I guess he better find one Soon,
1: yeah So here's the reference. Here's the second verse.
3: We bit our lips She looked out the window Rolling down tiny balls and napkin paper I played a quick game of chess With the salt and pepper shaker and I can see clearly An indelible line was drawn Between what was good, what just slipped out And what went wrong
1: So, uh, I, I kind of missed the whole little mini-chorus. I don't know the terminology, but uh, basically he's saying, your know, mama said, always think before speaking. And he says, what's a boy to do? I, I guess, oh, he said, says he doesn't have a filter. What's a boy to do? He better get one soon. Right. And then the uh, other line that I wanted to discuss real quick was, you know, obviously he does the salt and pepper thing. And then, and then he says, um, between what was good, what just slipped out, and what went wrong. So another a very compact line that talks about everything, about, uh, you know, what was good. Right? So they're on the date. That's good. Um, what slipped out, what he said. And what went wrong? Uh, and what went wrong? And now he's in this in this predicament. Um,
2: just what I love too, and if I can interject, yeah, yeah, those, go ahead. What I love so much is that it's it's a mix between the thoughts that occurred to him and the narrative of the moment that is almost creating more, it seems seemingly more anxiety to me in the storyteller because he's internalizing, he's, yes. he's describing, and it becomes. <clears throat> But, again, I never expected to hear anything in this song that was somehow relevant to the whole experience. I've never thought of John Mayer in that way. I I am literally floored by this (laughs) theory. I was not expecting it.
1: Well, I know that you like songs that that paint a picture or you say could be a screenplay. In a lot of ways, I think this plays right into it because you know, rolling tiny balls of paper and playing chess with the salt and pepper shaker. Boom. I mean, just not, not only just a clever lyric and a reference, but something that, that I think a lot of people couldn't, can respond to. And even I'm sure there have been people on the receiving end where somebody has said something. And obviously he didn't say anything too terribly. Uh, He probably said something and, and it wasn't anything for her to uh, throw the drink in the face and walk out. So, What is almost worse than getting a drink thrown in your face, which I never have, um, is sitting through the uncomfortableness of the rest of the date.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and to the point of being cinematic, the line that hit me is, "We bit our lips." Yes. So they're they're in sync in their anxiety. Right. She looked out the window immediately. As soon as they're in sync with something that feels wrong, she looks away. She doesn't even want to be in in that close proximity. Very well drawn.
1: Okay, we'll we we'll listen to it a little bit more. I think we're gonna head into some chorus here. Oh, the way she feels about me has
3: changed. Thanks
1: for playing. Try again. Alright, right. I have to stop it there. The, so <laughs> two things. Um, the way he says, Oh, the way she's felt about feels about me has changed. So it's like, oh man, you know. Mm-hmm. So so he's getting that. Then Mr. Mayor goes straight to my heart, where he, he writes the lyric, Thanks for playing, try again. That's a gaming reference, ladies and gentlemen, in a song written in two thousand one or released in two thousand one. So again, now again he's 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 repeating the the message, but he got really creative by saying, Thanks for playing, try again. Right. Beautiful. All right, to play some more here.
3: Again. Starting
1: now Starting now All right, another place to stop. Yeah. Uh, it, what what hit you in that last bit?
2: What I like is the... It, it's speaking to kind of what I talked about with it, if If We Were Vampires. You're finding a way to talk about a situation that isn't just, oh, this girl and I didn't connect. I mean, there are any number of crappy love songs right. out there about unrequited love. I like the fact, oh, no, I'm never speaking up again. Starting now. Yeah. I, I love that. It's just sort of, you know, this finality. How many times do we all have it in our right. head where things haven't gone right? And it's like, oh, I'm done.
1: Right. I but, like I like his reference. Very well put. I like his reference to, um, I'd rather be a mystery than for her to desert me, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I can't tell you how many times uh, throughout my life or uh, er, 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 early life where this has happened, you know, where I try to be funny and or or something's just not going right. Or maybe she just, you know, doesn't like me. That's one of the things that, you know, takes a while right. to learn that, you know, sometimes you could be the right height and, and look and whatnot. But, you know, you still got to be two people that can get together. So. Um, one other thing I want to mention before we forget, because, uh, I'm going to back it up because we're about to hear my favorite part of the song, but here's another thing I like about it, Todd. The mm-hmm. song's name is my stupid mouth. He only says that once.
2: Yeah. At the I beginning
1: like of the too. song. So I thought that was, you know, kind of interesting. So I'm going to back it up just a tiny bit, but I want you to hear what he does here.
2: Okay.
3: one more thing why is it my fault so maybe i tried too hard but it's all because of this desire i just don't want to be alive, just want to be funny looks like the joke's on me so call me captain backfire did
2: you like that i Okay, there are so many things I love there. The starting now that <laughs> yes. the music stings. Yes. Right. And we, we sit there. hmm And then oh, one more thing. One more thing, because, right? <laughs> because suddenly he's like, hang on. I got something to say. This isn't just me. All I want is this. Right. But, damn, Jeff, thanks for shattering my my understanding of John Mayer. Oh. There's actually now I know this. Have you ever read his writing? The guy can write. And I mean I mean not music. I, haven't. I mean, he reviews things. He puts stuff, He's hilarious. And that's what I love here is that yeah. sense of humor in something so self-deprecating to this point. Yes. It's on display. Love that.
1: And how many times? How many times in life? And it doesn't have to be I'm not going to say anything ever again. It's I'm never going to blah, blah, blah ever again. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm I'm not going to say anything starting now. And I have personally I'm like, I'm never going to do that again. You know, you're trying to be funny. Uh, you know, I'm just want to be liked. I just want to be loved, but you know, I'm not saying anything ever again, starting now. And then you take a three second pause. You, but, but wait a second, <laughs> <laughs> I got something to say now and yeah. you're slowly digging that ditch or hole or, or whatever it is. Just, a, just a little bit, a little bit deeper. And uh, the funny
2: thing is though, is is that in the moment where he's standing up for himself with the obvious sense of humor. He's more honest about himself at that point, too, when he breaks it down. And it's like, we all have this desire. I just want to be liked. I want to be funny. Yeah. But looks like the joke's on me. And by the way, your your new nickname for me is Captain Backfire. Captain. I,
1: <laughs> I
2: love that moment.
1: Just call me Captain Backfire. That's funny. All right. So we'll, we'll kind of go ahead and finish it out here. the same way we came in
3: yep.
2: I immediately love the the use of I'm never speaking up again in a typical way a song will end you repeat it three times but what it gives me the illusion of is he knows he's gonna go through this problem again and right. again and again yeah yeah
1: well I'm really I'm really happy that you enjoyed that because you know it's again uh, I kind of revere you and steve and and pop's musical taste uh far superior than mine um which i know is not a right way to look at it but uh but i'm yeah, glad i'm glad i, I'm I'm glad I, brought something I don't to ever the table. agree
2: with anybody that ever comes up to me in those ways And this i don't care whether it's movies or music there's no such thing as superior what it is is what right. speaks to you right and it's the same as that you may enjoy a certain kind of food and never been exposed to these great gourmet cooks and you haven't had a chance to get there whatever reason you found what you found don't worry about what anyone else thinks right. of you dude that's, exactly that's not you that's all our kind listeners that's too. right everybody you if you if you've heard me bad mouth love songs and if you love Celine Dion love the hell out of her
1: yes you're, you're right you did kind of <laughs>
2: <pick on laughs> because her. It, if you love the hell out of her I don't have to
1: that's right and if she's listening give us a call maybe we can hang out sometime I love you Celine <laughs> she should be so mad um, fantastic. That is great. I know I know we've got a little bit of a time crunch here, so we're gonna wrap things up. Um, thanks so much, Todd, for bringing that song and, and sharing it. I think th- I, again, uh, I just have to say quickly, every time we do something different like this, there is the part of me that says uh, that overthinks it. You know, and I'm just yeah. like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to fill, right? Because we're shorter today, right? No, mm-hmm. no, we're not. It's 58 minutes oh, really? we've been recording. So um, I don't know what the magic in that is. I don't know necessarily why, but great show. And thank you for, because for, I did try to get out of this this particular subject a couple of times. Uh, even right before the show, on the, when we were doing the production call, I threw, I tried to throw a, well, maybe, and uh, Todd said no. We yes, he
2: it. did, and I'm going to throw him under the bus because that was a damn good show. And I told you would do great with that. <laughs> I, I, I want to do more of these. I want to break down more stuff like that. I, I loved this.
1: That's great. And uh, again, to all John Mayer's lawyers and and record labels, we are doing it in a positive manner. We're trying to sell more records because I know that you guys are looking at 2001 now, going, man, if we could just get a couple more cuts sold. <laughs> We could <laughs> we could get John's boat gold. And, and John Mayer, if you're listening, hey, give us a call sometime. We'd love to talk to you uh, uh, about your, your writing style. So uh, I'll turn it over to Todd. Todd, you got uh, final thoughts about the My show? My final
2: thought actually comes from something you said. Do you realize that the weirdness is we both cho- chose songs that the title is only used once in the song, and instead of as a chorus, it's a lyric. Ooh. A verse lyric.
1: Wow, and that wasn't... that That was not uh, intended that's when you said that i was
2: like hang on if we are vampires that's the only time they ever say is in that that verse wow pretty weird choice yes yes
1: all right uh well then have a good uh week um we uh todd and i are going to have some some scheduling um come up where he's doing some stuff i'm doing some stuff we don't know if we'll be ready on the 20th right away but we will have something to you shortly uh Love again. Want to run down the the bit real quick. Info at the other kind radio. Jeff at the other kind radio. Todd at the other dot com. All dot com. Please give us some feedback. Uh, we're we're this is this will be. Um, I think this is I I indicated incorrectly. The last one was the eighth. The last one was the ninth. This is the this is the ninth nice show. I think. Oh, now my numbers are off. Anyway, we're close to having uh, ten shows or a dozen shows out. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the frequency at which we're getting them out. And, of course, feel free to email us and contact us with any uh, uh, suggestions, questions, you know, any of that stuff that uh, you think that we could use some help with. So, um, again, th- a big thank you to Todd uh, for coming on the show. Love you, brother. Uh, thank you to the kind listener that's been listening and enjoying the show. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. We'll be back in your ear. You're listening, too, and we are. The other kind radio The other kind of radio, radio. The, other. the other kind of radio